The countdown is on. This Wellness Couch podcast proudly brought to you by the Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne, featuring the hottest topics in wellness, 5G, activism, fats, fasting, gut health, hormones, longevity, mindset, spirituality, and more. Join over 600 like-minded wellness enthusiasts, go into the draw to win over $10,000 in prizes, access the coolest wellness exhibition in town, and more. Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to today's Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the many challenges we face whilst working 24-7. In today's uh, podcast, we're going to be talking about a topic that I spoke about recently in my Healthy Shift Workers Facebook group around insulin resistance and uh, shift work. And I got a a lot of really great feedback from it, so I thought I'd actually um, also make it into a podcast uh, to help those that uh, may have actually missed the, the live training that I did. So I guess when we, we think about insulin insulin resistance or things like pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes, we immediately think that it's all about what we're eating. And yes, absolutely, uh, to a certain degree, it definitely plays a role. But as you're about to learn, it's not the only uh, contributing factor and why I wanted to talk about this is why, you know, why are shift workers prone to insulin resistance, which can ultimately lead to pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes. I've done a lot of research over the years on particular health conditions that shift workers are prone to developing and insulin resistance, pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes are definitely, you know, one of those health conditions. So I want to raise an awareness on, I guess, the why, you know, why shift workers are prone to it and why we need to be concerned about it and what we can do to help to uh, mitigate that, which I'll actually be running through uh, in a follow-up podcast um, in regards to specific uh, strategies that you can do. Um, But for for the purpose of today's live, I'm going to really summarise it into uh, three key areas um, as to why you know shift workers can be prone to this insulin sensitivity. Well, first and foremost, I guess we really do need to define insulin resistance, like what exactly is it? And I can appreciate that those of you listening to this podcast are going to come from an array of different backgrounds. So some of you are going to have a medical background. If we've got some doctors, nurses, uh, you know, paramedics, etc., listening, then you're obviously going to be quite more familiar with this uh, terminology. But, you know, not all shift workers have a medical background. So I'm just going to uh, really explain what insulin resistance is first so that everyone else can, uh, so that everything else that I talk about, you know, makes sense moving forward. So essentially every time we eat, especially, you know, any sugars or refined carbohydrates, it raises our blood sugar levels, triggering the pancreas to release insulin, which is a hormone that prompts the cells to absorb this blood sugar to use it uh, either for energy or to put it into storage for later. 
insulin resistance is a condition where the body is unable to move this blood sugar from the blood and into the cells efficiently. This causes blood sugar levels to rise to unhealthy levels, which over time can lead to things like prediabetes and eventually type 2 diabetes. And it's when these insulin, when when cells basically become insulin resistant, they essentially can't use that insulin effectively, leading to this high blood sugar, which is something that we really want to avoid because high blood sugar levels, um, even at high high insulin levels, actually can be quite toxic. Typically, the onset of something like type two diabetes, uh, you know, coincides with impaired glucose tolerance and increased insulin resistance. Now, I do want to make mention that I really am referring in this podcast to type 2 diabetes when I refer to this. Uh, type 1 is completely different uh, type of um, condition. Uh, so I'm really referring to uh, the uh, type 2 diabetes. And the thing that we really need to be critically aware of is, you know, some of the health consequences that can arise from having, you know, ongoing high blood sugar. And one of which is that it can actually damage the lining of our blood vessels. And, you know, there is a cardiovascular disease connection as well, unfortunately. Um, You know, in the shift working community, um, you know, we are prone to developing certain uh, chronic uh, cardiovascular diseases as well. Um, But just knowing that there is this connection also with high blood sugar and what it can do to the lining of our blood vessels is, is, again, it's important. Uh, which leads me to the three, you know, key areas that I want to discuss um, today. As you know, as in why shift workers are prone to insulin insulin resistance, which can eventually lead to you know prediabetes and type two diabetes. So number one, the most common risk factor associated with the onset of insulin resistance and glucose intolerance include things like you know having a genetic predisposition to it. Uh, and other lifestyle factors such as, you know, having a poor diet and being physically inactive. Uh, However, in the last 15 years, sleep loss has actually emerged as a prominent factor influencing the development of type 2 diabetes. I'm going to say that again. Sleep loss has emerged as a prominent factor influencing the development of type 2 diabetes. This is because sleep deprivation has shown to impair the way our body responds to insulin. So it pretty well much makes us disadvantaged before we've even, you know, put anything in our mouth. Um, You know, there are many underlying mechanisms responsible for chronic sleep loss-induced insulin resistance, uh, including, you know, things um, in the research that have showed that modifications in the regulation of hormone secretion, gene regulation and cellular signaling that influences mitochondrial function because we have to appreciate that there are many many biochemical reactions going on in the body and when we are sleep deprived uh that you know everything doesn't work as well um as as it does you know had we had enough sleep but it's not, you know, just about the sleep duration, uh, circadian dysregulation, which really is just the fancy way of describing a disruption to our sleep-wake cycle, um, which of course occurs when we work shift work. This can actually significantly increase our risk of developing type 2 diabetes, according to some research, by as much as 40%. Um, in, in addition, of course, if you are someone that also experiences difficulty with going to sleep, and frequent night, you know, 
awakenings, um, then obviously that's going to raise your risks uh, even more. So what else does the research say? Well, in a study published in the journal article Lancet, when subjects reported to have six nights of just four hours of time in bed, it led to a reduction in insulin sensitivity by 30%. In another study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism, it was reported that just one night of four hours of sleep reduced insulin sensitivity. That's just one night of running on four hours of sleep. And I know that many shift workers experience, you know, way more than just, you know, the one hour, uh, the the one night of, um, you know, poor sleep. So what does this mean? Well, quite simply, sleep plays a key role in the regulation of glucose tolerance and insulin resistance. And again, I'm going to repeat this because this stuff is so important. Uh, Quite simply, sleep plays a key role in the regulation of glucose tolerance and insulin resistance. So number two, why shift workers can be prone to this uh, insulin resistance is because when we're sleep deprived, it makes us crave more sugary foods, which I'm sure those of you listening can resonate with that. Um, we tend to you know, crave more of the naughty stuff, the sweets and greasy chips, you know, because sleep deprivation impairs the frontal lobe region of the brain, which oversees complex decision-making, whilst at the same time increasing activity in the deeper region of the brain called the amygdala, which is, is evolved in reward-seeking behaviour. In other words, our tired brains are really geared more to eating for pleasure as opposed to hunger, sort of addressing that hunger, which explains why, you know, we are more likely to crave the sweet stuff and the fatty foods and then overeat on them as well. Um, But of course, eating these types of foods, they spike our blood sugar. And, you know, we now know that as a tired, sleep deprived body, it struggles to regulate that blood sugar. Uh, making it more prone to insulin resistance. And the thing is, also when we eat continually 24-7, which of course happens a lot when we work 24-7, you know, we work the 24-7, so we tend to eat 24-7, which includes, you know, lots of snacks in between. It leads to a persistently high levels of insulin, which over time can develop um, again into uh, the insulin resistance because we're just continually making the pancreas work so hard, um, plus there is that correlation to weight gain as well. Uh, high insulin uh, is known to Im- uh, lead to weight gain, which, again, I'll, I'll save that for a different podcast. And number three, like many gastrointestinal functions, the pancreas doesn't work in the same capacity as it does during daylight hours. This is because melatonin receptors on the pancreas, uh, melatonin being that sleep-regulating hormone, actually turn off pancreatic activity. It's how we've evolved, uh, that the body has evolved with that circadian rhythms um, that certain things happen at certain times of the day. So again, kind of all comes back to the fact that as human beings, we are diurnal creatures, meaning we're designed to be asleep during the night and up and awake um, and eating during the daytime and not uh, the other way around. Um, It is our natural circadian biology, and the thing is that we cannot beat our biology. Uh, We think we can because we work these, um, you know, hours that we do, but at the end of the day, um, you know, as human beings, we haven't evolved this way. 
So the key takeaways when it comes to shift work and insulin resistance that I really want you to take note and be aware of moving forward is that sleep deprivation impairs the way the body responds to insulin. Number two, we crave more sugary foods when we're sleep deprived, which can lead to elevated blood sugar and the development of insulin resistance over time. And then number three, the pancreas, which is obviously instrumental in producing insulin, does not work as well during the nighttime. And this is so important for those of you who do work night shift to be aware of. And I think most shift workers aren't aware of it. Uh, It's not really something that, you know, it is shared about through education. When we sign up to work shift work, we rarely get any um, training on shift work health per se. Uh, I guess it's why I do what I do when I run the workshops and so forth that I do. It's really to create this awareness so that you understand exactly what's happening to our body. And it really does fall under um, an area of medicine called circadian medicine or chronobiology or more specifically even chrononutrition, which I have also spoken about in a previous podcast. So um, that's pretty well much what I wanted to talk about in today's uh, podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning, um, I will be following up with a part two where I'll run, um, run through some specific strategies to help you to help yourself to improve your insulin sensitivity uh, while working 24-7 because, as we now know, you know, this stuff is, is really important to help to, um, you know, improve your health and well-being and uh, reduce the chances or reduce the risk factors for, you know, developing certain health conditions um, such as uh, insulin resistance, pre-diabetes and evol- eventually uh, type 2 diabetes. Of course, I do need to, you know, make mention that, you know, just because you know, shift workers are prone to these health conditions doesn't mean that we're destined to get them by any stretch of the imagination. Um, You know, if that was the case, then every single shift worker, you know, would be overweight. And, you know, that is definitely uh, not the case. It's all about becoming aware of, you know, what's happening with our bodies when we work 24-7 and then making different choices and behaviours to help to reduce those risk factors. So that's it for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Uh, If you did enjoy the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers. I'm really trying to get this message out to to the globe um, to bring awareness to, you know, not only to the shift workers themselves, but also to organisations who employ shift workers, um, you know, really that do have a certain duty of care. Um, to take care of their employees. Um, feel free to, of course, head on over to the Healthy Shift Workers Facebook page where I share even more trainings and information specifically around working 24-7 through Facebook Lives that I that I run. Um, and I think we've got close to 2,000 people in this group now, uh, which is um, really exciting. So they're all on the same journey as, you know, to become a healthy shift worker. Thank you so much again for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be despite working 24-7. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. I love being at these events. They're always such a great positive environment. It's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to, to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And there's always 
reminds you to get back on track and, and um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic health. Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's uh, it could be life changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome, and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about, and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people, and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.